Hey, good day guys. Welcome back to the Casual Investor Podcast. I the Lamza here, your host for this podcast. Welcome back to my podcast again guys and I would like to thank you all for tuning in to the Casual Investor Podcast. I uh, I I as you know that I record this uh this episode, you know, all the episode without any any trims or any any uh cuts, you know, here and there. I just split out everything what I want to say. I just go, it's all based on from my heart and all the knowledge that I know and also there is no any um, you know any edited uh, background or, or whatnot. I just it's purely it's authentic purely and authentic you know so I record inside my own van after after my daily work and finish all my tasks I finish all my reports then I record it whatever I want to do I just record it out of my will and, and uh, today I'm going to share with you one of the posts that I think is good about uh, Singaporean uh, who want to start to buy you know your your first home or your own BTO flat or maybe your own uh, resales flat or something so I came across this uh, post uh, is is from uh, Actually, I I saw it from one of my followers, and then when I I got triggered because uh the post is quite you know it's quite related to what I doing what am I doing now, so uh it came across with a case study for buying the most affordable home you can. It start with three room, four room, five room. So I believe is also based on your own uh your own expenses, your own budgeting, your own. Uh, own income based on whatever or not based on my experience on getting my first uh, home for, uh, actually I bought a two room flat at Pongol which cost about $118,380 and we uh, at point of time that was five years ago whereby I declare that I have no income due to my further studies in poly and then uh, the application uh, was uh the for for financial side which is the uh for evaluation for the salary wise you'll be my wife uh that time my wife was uh, working as a trainership and she she have a a, a full time salary and and we try to you know just app opt for it and get apply for it so there's a lot of procedure for it to go through because uh you want in order for you to have a grant because grant it ranges from you know from 10k if not around 10k or 20 or 15k it ranges to 80k so we got the full amount of grant which is 80,000 because our our income was low tremendously low is only uh, supporting uh, the whole family support supports by my wife because i wasn't working that point in time so i i i started with two room flat first you know um and this is based on my experience, a true, true experience. So, I use my wife' uh, income, uh, CPF statements, and also her payslip. Yeah, we brought it to 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 HDB, and we got uh, a successful approved grant of eighty thousand. So, we it, it credited into my CPF account because the application wasn't uh, that that house was applied by me myself because I was already above twenty one. And my wife, my wife wasn't uh, above twenty one. She's only uh, at the point of time she's eight. She was nineteen, eighteen going to nineteen. So 
is only uh, applicable to to apply for for under uh, sole sole uh, occupier. I mean sole applicate application. So it based on my name only. So after five years, if she already reach, uh, we we gonna get a key and then we already got married. Once we get we want to get a key and then we got married, we can opt for uh, my wife's name to be transferred into the second owner, which is a second uh, applica- applica- application. So uh, for now, I just put her name under occupier. Second, uh, she she is the first occupier, then followed by our our childrens. So I will be the first name for that house. And I already make a calculation. If let's say, you know, uh, one one eight. 118k you know uh is is the full house so we dip, we we use our grant that is already being approved uh instantly before we select the unit and then ready uh the process is quite easy lah. and then we uh once we get the grant settled and then it's approved then we use uh the grant of 5% because flexi uh, two room flexi there's this benefit of you can pay uh, two times of 5% of the down payment which is equivalent to 10% so the the minimum of down payment for the house is actually 10% but you can pay 5% first during the selection of the flat and another 5% after you got a key so it is it, a two different session whereas I'm not too sure about three room and above uh some of the what i know some of the uh the the process doesn't work that way because it doesn't uh it doesn't the the the, the because the what we call that the the term that they use ah three room is not a three room flexi you know the word is two room flexi flexi is actually you flexible flexible meaning you can pay 5% uh during the selection of your flat and also another five additional five more percent when you got the key so it totals up to 10 percent that is the meaning of flexi uh, that's why you need to know the difference why why i can pay five percent now and then another five percent later and also what's the difference between three room and above so three room and above you don't have you are not entitled to this i'm not sure why uh, maybe you can ask uh, hdb for for further clarification so I think for all Singaporean uh, for the first home I think is standard need to pay for about 10% for their house so it depends uh, it depends so we use our grant which is there's no cash involved the cash the only cash involved is only when you want to select your your you know your own uh, your own car hey your own car why am I talking your own house sorry your own flat your own unit and then uh yeah that that requires uh that requires you to to have to have the first uh 10% so you can uh, so called like chop the house first uh, or book the house first uh 10% after the down payment i mean before the down payment you need to pay the option fee the option fee yeah sorry i'm talking about the option fee the option fee de- depend uh two room flat is actually 500 then three room flat i think 1k and then four room flat is 1.5k then followed by five room flat 2000 if not wrong so yeah so this money you have to book first then if you if you confident that your house is you like this unit then you have to book uh, using that uh, five uh, 500 like for me i pay 500 then after that once you confirm that you pay that down payment that 500 will be 
will be given back to you in terms of check so uh, yeah so you need to take note that lah uh, it ranges from 500 to 2000 uh, for the option fee and then followed by the 10% uh, for for the down payment or maybe 20% for bigger house i'm not too sure and then 5% 5% is for flexi room flat for two room flexi so um when i saw this uh back to the back to the topic where i saw this post i was quite uh quite triggered and then i i i it, it amazed me lah because Let me get back to the post again. Yeah, so they were talking about this, uh, this affordable, most affordable home that you can afford, lah. Then avoid. Then they there's a quite a number of slides in that post, and the second post was talking about avoid the avoid the uh, prosperity uh, assets rich cash poor trap that many fall into, and then. Too many traditional Singaporeans. This is an idea of being rich, own a lot of expensive things, and live in a big house. This mindset is a key ingredient for a lifetime of debt. I agree to this. You know why? Because uh, yeah, Singaporean thinks about think think too many things about uh oh you need to be you need to buy four room flat you need to buy big house and then after that when you check back your salary. It, it it is affordable it's just that for you it's affordable but it's just that you have to top up additional cash uh, sometimes it's good that you buy a house that uh f- as soon as possible you pay off and also your your cash doesn't involve you know that means uh, whatever you pay for the down payment you must know that your cpf must be at least can tahan uh, if let's say You are you are you got your retrenchment or maybe you lost a job or you got into ox ox uh, into into accident or whatnot. So you need to be very extra precaution about this. This is the most that I think uh, you need to take accountable about uh, accountable of. So it's true lah. Uh, rich assets assets rich but cash poor. You know that means is. Your assets is house, and then you have poor cash. Sometimes, for me, house is a, a asset can be an asset and also can be a liabilities. Uh, why? Because asset for house, if you rent it out, it an assets. You know, you you collect uh, the the rental month monthly. Then it's an asset that put it in the the cash inside your pocket, but. Uh, when a house is uh, liabilities, it, it fall when you are staying in the house and then you are paying so much for the house. You know, it's not a manageable kind of debt, but you have to pay so much for the house. So this is one of the problem that we face. And then, and then suddenly we, if one of our one of our spouse is uh, unable to work, so how are you going to manage those uh, those fund? I mean those uh, expenses uh, for the house. So at least for me, I manageable. Uh, I know that my wife can uh, have a go, uh, can can have a proper job. Like you know, uh, she will be quitting if like say like one or two years. Then she will quit. Then find another job. She want to gain more experience or other things. So I know that my wife is this kind of 
environment I'm the type that Love to work for a very long time In the same company Or Maybe I upgrade to a better company Which offers me Many opportunity So I'm that I'm that kind You know So uh, That's why I emphasize that Every of my expenses I will keep it low As low as possible Then I bought two room flat Why I bought two room flat Because of this nah. The reason that I want to keep everything Low expenses And I also want to keep it uh, Manageable The debt Pay off as soon as possible Then if I got a lot of money Then I will upgrade To 3 to 4 room Using the existing cash that I have Or assets that I have From the house to sell off And then I I get uh, After 5 years I get can get Either EC Or either Either uh, Other kinds of uh, House like 4 three, 3 or 4 room flat Getting an EC also Is not uh, It's a totally A different level It's already becoming An, an upgrade You know uh, because when you upgrade to to the same like HDB flat, I think uh, the difference is the price only lah. But when you upgrade to like condo, you know, you uh, intend to commit for a further uh, further life of uh, debt. But at the same time, uh, when you sell off, you really can downgrade yourself to the to the two room flat again with a plenty cash of. Uh, you know, after you sold those uh, condo So you got a plenty cash that you can lump all Into an investment stock market or whatnot. You roll back the money That's that's the that's the idea lah actually Too many uh, other other communities are doing this lah uh, So our community not too sure that if there is But I'm, I, I strongly believe that there is at least A few in our Malay community that is doing this and the next slide for this post is buying an expensive house may limit your investment potential yeah i can say that it is because you buy an expensive house but then you you sayang you know your money all goes to your house and then you don't have any uh return of investment uh, unless you sell the house you know so there is no dividends there is no uh there is no rental income in that in the uh, expensive house that you own you know unless you are billionaire millionaire okay lah then you invest or you split all your money into assets uh, into houses or assets or you know into properties then i can say that but for this uh, buying an expensive house is is one of uh, i think it's lack of uh, lack of you know lack of uh, your financial literacy so i think the more money spent on your home the less money you have for your investment correct i agree to this because the only way that you can make money from your house if you sell off and then uh, you got a big chunk of money other than that you can because it's still a uh, a uh, 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 asset that you own and the asset you that you own is actually uh, still sitting you are sitting on it and you are still uh, living in that house unless you are not living in the house and then you rent it out and then it it becomes a, a investment already investment property already it falls under investment property which contributes you a monthly uh, monthly monthly rental you know so this is the catch lah that i think you need to think of and then followed by the next slide uh here they put it uh invest 30 percent and 70 percent house or i hope your house appreciates over the time uh house 30 percent invest 70 percent i think 
the best is the house is 30% and invest 70% is good if you want an if you want to retire early spend below your means on your home spend more on investment i agree i totally agree it reflect back to what i said just now you see because when you spend below your means be it your home your daily expenses you got extremely a lot of cash to splurge back or to to throw in into investment you know investment like stock market your uh, crypto your gold your uh, forex or what not so the spare cash is actually your cash flow you know when when you see a company when you want to invest in a company you invest in company that is constantly having a cash flow you know cash flow is where they already settle every single negative uh negative uh you know expenses you know, what not after the revenue they minus all the total expenses they are still have a huge chunk of uh cash that is cash flow if they have a lot of cash flow they can you know got alternative like they can reinvest those cash flow into their business they can give shareholder they can do more even do better research on their product you know upgrade their those those their product that they already been selling for years i think that is the beauty of cash flow that's why uh, investor look onto cash flow you imagine that if it applies to yourself not a company to yourself you got a big chunk of salary which is your revenue lah let's say ah big chunk of salary then after cpf deduction after you know after this after that after your expenses your expenses is very low and then you got a big chunk of savings let's say your save, your your remaining of cash flow is 5k you see you can split all that 5k into five different parts first part will be investment for second part will be your will be your you know your maybe your property your investment can be your savings can be your other stocks market you know you can invest if let's say you bring 15k per month 15k per month and then you only use 5k uh, after cpf deduction everything you left with 15k and then you got 10 you got a 5k uh, expenses then it left with 10k you think that is cash flow you know that cash flow you can you can you can throw in into a, a into into a, a stock market you can throw in to bitcoin you can throw in into apple you can throw in into tesla and what not so this is the the if you have this kind of uh this kind of cash flow uh cash flow and then balance sheet and then uh income statement this kind of income statement you have i think a lot of people like to see your achievement like how i did for my investment i i i work everything all into my investment because i think when you put that 12000 into a bank i think it <laughs> it will be a withdraw of every 50 dollars you know every week from us from me i think if you put it that 12000 into an assets like like if it's stock market like me i put everything on apple you know and then i don't if i if i i put that and then i can see the green color which is the 1004 i'm happy already yeah 
if I put in bank 12k I don't think that uh, 1004 is there you know banks only only give you about about uh, a slight percentage is less than 1% of a return at least when you are into stock market you can get fluctuate of amount of money you know you can get from the capital gain you can get the the income from the uh, dividend so there's a two thing when you own a share there's a two income that if you two income that can contribute to your pocket money if you own two shares so when, let's move to the next slide okay two rules you can follow to make sure you buy home and affordable home two rules you can follow to make sure you buy an affordable home so first rule is the 335 3% one third and five times so 3% is 3% of your capital ready before you purchase your property this is the first rule lah. and then followed by one third monthly repayment should not be more than one third of your income monthly income and then the last one which is the five five times property price should not exceed five times of annual income by five times See, this is very uh, very informative lah. That means uh, if you want to buy that that house, make sure that that uh, annual income doesn't exceed five times. Which means if you if you own uh, if you have a salary of two thousand, you times twelve is twenty four k, and then twenty four k you times five. Make sure that property is doesn't exceed that kind of you know twenty four times five, it's hundred and twenty k. So hundred and twenty k should not exceed five or two hundred and twenty k. So I just nice lah, <laughs> you know. It's just nice when you if let's say your salary five thousand, you times twelve is sixteen k. It's sixty k. Sixty times five is more than three hundred thousand. So you can buy at least. Uh, two room flat, eh, uh, three room flat or four room flat, uh, non mature estate for four room, four room lah. So one third of your salary, so thirty percent ready of that property. Okay, thirty percent. If let's say the house of your your dream house is three hundred thousand, this is this can be a three room flat or four room flat non mature lah. Uh, if let's say three room flat and then three hundred thousand. Let's say minus thirty percent. At least you need to have ninety k. See ninety k of your capital. You need to ready to purchase, so that your monthly will be lesser than what you expect lah. And then, okay, this is the follow the crowd. Ah, they say lah. Okay, the average price of HDB flat in Singapore is around four hundred and thirty thousand. The average household income is about nine point four k. If you if you earn less than nine point four k, combine and spend more than four hundred and thirty k, you should able to justify. So, from this, I can say that if your average is nine thousand four hundred, if let's say if one person working, and you don't reach that nine thousand four hundred, you 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 think you can. Purchase at least a half a million property. I don't think so, right? Because your income is so low, and then you need to have a number. The 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 maximum of uh loan 
from HDB that you can do is now is 25 years lah what I know last time can be 30 years but now is 25 years at a 2.4 percent I guess I think 2.6 if I'm not wrong so the the HDB flat is actually uh, it's a quite uh, fixed amount of money uh, fixed amount of interest lah but if you loan from a bank it will be fluctuate but it's still lower than HDB I think it's about less than 2 or 2.1 like that so when you calculate for a bigger income for a bigger num- uh, for a bigger property and then you can you can finish the interest uh, you can cut down the interest lesser by you know by contributing more payments uh, at a short of number of time so you need to you need to really uh, 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 you really need to you know pay off your debt as soon as possible <coughs> let people always uh, uh, took a loan about 25 years you know if you got a lot of cash I think it's good that you dump everything inside as soon as possible to clear off your debt you know because we never know when uh, we were still on our job you know we still uh, strong and and uh, we're not too sure when will we pass away you know so and, and also we also pity for our wife, for our spouse you know if let's say they also can't make, keep up with the with the mortgage so i think don't be greedy lah don't be greedy based based on your based on your salary if you can if you can finish pay your house is better you know as soon as possible for me i already calculated my, my house now is 118k i already pay off the 5% you know so the balance is actually let me see uh, okay 118380 minus 5% okay okay now i have balance of 100 and 112k so now if let's say i wipe up everything now i have 80000 from I got 89,000 uh, My ordinary got 89,000 If I wipe out every single thing I have to take A loan of uh, 23,000 yeah? I have to take 23,400 And then If I can settle this uh, Within uh, 5 years I need to pay at least below 500 per month and it it deducts from my CPF lah so I already uh, take note of this if let's say my CPF uh, you know contribution for my from between uh, add on from my CPF and also employee and then it will divide it into three Alright, the the ordinary account, the special the special account, and the 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 other one medicine account, right? So if let's say the ordinary account, uh, after they split everything, your ordinary account have about four hundred or even five hundred balance. Uh, monthly they put in about four to five hundred. Uh, after the total contribution from employee and em- employer, if the house, uh, this is my plan. If if the the ordinary account have uh, about above five hundred or about five hundred between five hundred to six hundred, I can pay off the the debt 
uh, as soon as possible at that kind of rate 2.5 or 2.6 and I can finish pay within 5 years lah. that means once I move in the house I pay the house uh, for 5 years then after that I can finish paid once I finish paid I can sell, can sell off the house or maybe I can just uh, rent it out you know that's the plan lah. so I'm not into rush not, not, not so rush into you know into it uh, so it depends I, uh, it depends on how situation uh, will be lah. for me I'm okay with you know staying with my wife in 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 my mother in in law house you know, kalang and we have in punggol so my mother in law house uh, in kalang has already fully paid you know it's a three room flat it's mature estate so it's really finished paid so it only left with my side i can finish pay by five years six years i'm i'm gladly happy already you know no any extra extra cash involved i think it's good because uh, lesser debt you know uh, if if there is a cash involved i think also i don't mind paying like 100 over uh, to to just finish to clear off the debt as soon as possible so yeah that's the that's the thing that i would like to share with you and we have also another one you know another post of course buying a flat is not all about money you know a bit small renovation required not the cheapest that is the negative part positive part is close to the beach high floor well ventilated close to amenities and close to parents house you know, not all suit the most like, for for younger generation like us you know you know what we get it money isn't everything and uh, buying and owning a flat is a risk is a rite of passage and it's often an emotional decision a home has feelings for belonging love and hope yeah i agree to this and so because uh, sometimes some, some people they don't want to sell off the house you know due to memories and whatnot so i think if we if we go into deep into the emotional part we don't see the opportunity part lah. so that is my that's my my only uh, my only word that i can say you know opportunity in terms of what you can if you can sell the house you sell off the house to make to make more money to create more income i think that is more important uh, because uh if you really love the house but the house is giving us a lot of problem like you know you debt have, uh, too many debt to pay and then uh, too many outstanding balance i think it's good to let go to clear off every single debt i think that is more better than memories only in the house i mean memories memories i cannot if you have a memories but the house is fully paid and then uh uh it's convenient or whatnot i think okay lah i can say lah but i can say it's a positive part but if let's say the house is contributing so many debt and then uh not giving any source of income additional income or whatnot i think it's better to like go clear off everything and then the balance is yours Thing is that that is more better and the lastly uh, statement is what's right for you we are not we are not you so we honestly don't know what we can say is this 80% of life outcomes are caused by 20% of inputs your first flat that you buy in 
the prime of your your of your youth. It definitely in your twenty percent. Stay woke, salary man. See, it's quite deep. Uh, that means they they encourage us to to think. You know, we are salary men. Okay, we are not employer. We are employees. We we work for people. So you need to know your numbers very well. Job doesn't last. You know, and things can be replaced. Uh, that's the most scary part. So this is what they refer to. You need to take charge of all your expenses. You need to take need to take charge of all your financial literacy. So I guess this is very uh, detailed. This is very good post. That's why I give a like and share about it. So I'm not sure uh, if this belongs to Singapore. The post, but I think it is. Mostly talk about financial life in Singapore. Yeah, it's quite good. A shout out to the work salary man. Uh, I think this is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's a good post. Uh, Doctor wealth and post of stocks, twenty percent stocks. Yeah, I think it's a very good thing. It's a good. Do give um. Do give them a follow, guys. The work salary, the works, the work salary man. It's quite good. Yeah, you go and read the post. So yeah, they got also post about your rich IG, <laughs> your rich friend on IG. You know, hashtag Lambo, hashtag money, hashtag luxury car, hashtag uh, rich kid of IG, hashtag billionaire Rolex rich. But actually, by right, it's actually a twenty k debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you see the post, everything hashtag hashtag hashtag. But actually, by right, everything is all in debt. Twenty k of debt. You imagine that twenty k of debt. You if you can buy a stock, give you about seven percent. Uh, per year, yeah, seven percent only. It grip it. It gives you back about fourteen k, a year. Fourteen k, divided by twelve. It give you an ad an additional of thousand one, uh, income you know from dividend itself. So if let's say your salary is two thousand, you plus with your dividends one thousand one hundred and sixty six dollars. Of that two hundred k, you already been paying. You already on on hand. You already have three thousand one hundred plus, which is three thousand two lah. Make it. See, that's the difference. Right? If you go for a debt that is uh bad debt. You own a car, you own a house, you own this and that. You own a credit card, bad debt. I think you can go far lah. If you own a good debt, you have a own business. You you create business, you create jobs, and then you create loans for good debt. I think that is wonderful because create debt uh, for the rich. Uh, they leverage it from uh, loaning from banks. That's how they get rich, and then, uh, good debt also can be, uh, you know, buy a house and then you rent it out, and then good debt also can can be you you take up a personal personal loan, and then you splur all those lo- loans into stock market. Uh, that's the dif- that's the you know that's the difference between how you allocate those loans into. If you allocate into things that is liabilities, it will give you like worse liabilities. 
if you allocate that those loans into assets, it give you more assets. Yeah, and more money. If more assets means generate more money to pay off your debt. That's a cycle lah. So I think you need to think very uh, wisely on how to manage your debt. You know, credit card is also good. I don't think credit card is bad because it's how you handle it. You know, and short trips are not worth. Huh? Yeah, short trips are not worth. Assuming five hundred dollars flight tickets, twenty days trip will be twenty five dollars per trip. Three days of trip will be hundred and sixty six per day. Make your flight worth. It will, it it will longer it will worth longer holidays. Yeah. This is means I like I went for my Dubai trip for nine days, and I paid for uh I think I paid for about nine hundred and sixty nine dollars for two two and flow and two people, you know, at uh at Emirates, you know, for nine days. So I divided by two. Is about four hundred plus. I divided it by nine days. Fifty four dollar and seventy seventy seven cent. Fifty four dollar and seventy seven cent brings me to Dubai. Ah, uh, to and fro, you see, and then that is the flight ticket lah. Only. Ah, uh, this this is the post I rated this calculation for the post lah itself, and he also post certain like. You will inherit nothing, based on this story lah, origin story. When I was younger, my dad said to me, "When I die, I won't give any single cent. You will sell your flat and donate all the to charity. You will inherit nothing." I look at my friends who came from well do, well to do family, give apartment, give car, give money. Must be nice, yeah. Inheritance. Inherit nothing, and I wonder why my dad wouldn't not take the chance to give his children an economic advantage. So I depends also lah to individual. Sometimes their parents know that their their children are always overspending. That's why they don't want to inherit anything. If the children is not overspending, some some parents already train their children from young to be financial literacy. To be financial uh, literacy, in 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 uh, in discipline their children, you know, the between the needs and wants. So, kids will intend to be very, you know, very good. Ah, uh, then kids will say, uh, oh, daddy, you thank you for giving me the chance to inherit all your assets. So if parents will know lah, which children is good at it. So we can say, you know, it depends. And I hate him for that. This is what the guy say lah. The children say to his father, "My dad's words stuck with me for a long time. I'm the more I thought of it, the more I thought he has, he was selfish father. After all, well-to-do families tend to raise well-to-do children about time, so they pass down their fortunes, connection, asset, and etc. So perhaps in an attempt to speed him back." This would make me pursue financial independence furiously, and I mean furiously. And I made some plans. Boom! It's kind of a from here. This article is like a you know, it's like a comic. He he created this uh things all like a comic style. 
So 10k by 30 years old move by 2017 financial freedom never really rely on parents and i told myself this goal would not not goals were set in stone i would not defeat or comprime or com com comprime why what is this uh compromise sorry ah compromise ayo the the wording is quite tough for me to read okay then i said then to achieve so that means ah uh, he proved everything he plays stock market you know he he supplement extra jobs <laughs> in this comic lah then they and then after that sacrifice many things uh wisdom pursuing in my independence he go for he 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 neglected everything holiday social life everything all the all the hobbies all he he throw away and then he bought a then when they bought a car to celebrate milestone in life courtesy of their parents i put my first 10k on stock market please invest this is the common lah please invest this fund for me thanks and bye 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 he 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 literally uh, hired some financial advisor thing so the financial advisor buy buy all this index fund for him and then but i also gain a lot of a lot of financial powers like financial strong foundation discipline and live below his means this is what he posts ah. and as as it go on and on yeah he managed to challenge his dad and then uh, his dad now uh, quite old and then after that uh, he proved his dad that he can do it and really he can do it and he really have a big sum of fortune he eventually show his dad that he really can make big sum of money from his investment and that's that's it lah that's all <laughs> basically like that only yeah so moral story is actually uh, you, you need to prove someone that is always you know pin you down saying that uh, oh you cannot you cannot do you cannot save you cannot this cannot that I know you cannot make it in life. Uh, you still schooling. How can you get married? You know this kind of nonsense uh, comments. You, if let's say you already uh, you live is, you just show them that. Uh, you give them you you give you give time for them. At the same time, you your side, uh, have to build all your your assets lah, which is your education or what not. Your man, your 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 additional income. You know your additional side income, put it all in in stock market, and then you after that, boom, you publish it to to your social media for you know to teach them, not to prove or not to show off, but it's to educate those people out there that even you are at the younger age you can start uh, investing, so that those people who already uh you know cut you down, put put you put yourself down or or look down on you. You prove to them that you are not a, you not what they are think of. You show them that you know, oh, you are someone that is financially, uh, uh, you know, my money minded type. You are financial financially stable. You have a strong financially, uh, you know, uh, literacy. You can, you can run away from from numbers. You know, you love numbers. You like to invest in this kind of this. And then you show the result that you have. Show them your portfolio. I think they will impress. People like 
people those in the old generation will always see oh having a car big house is something that achievement but for 2020 mindset is different no more of having big house or cars is already a big name already in their family name now is all about portfolio now is all about how many followers you have now is how many people you inspire you know it's all about how you make your side income how you generate your side income how you create your own podcast how you create your own business from start <coughs> how you create your own online shopping i mean your online store from start these are numbers that create you wealth these assets that create you uh create you a different person different mind It will be a different mindset It will be a rich mindset already you know how to make money it's not how to create uh, it's not how to trade time for money you know you have to you are creating money you are creating jobs uh, and you are creating uh, wealth for me i not creating any jobs or any creating any creating of uh, side income but i try my best to do it in a different way i create my own wealth from start i create my own uh, uh, investment uh, you know side income this is the only that i think uh, that i'm strong in i don't i'm not into an entrepreneur type so i don't know how to engage to be an entrepreneur maybe uh, i could learn but from the start i i have to boost myself up in the social media like now instagram have my own podcast yeah so this is what i want to share with you and what not for today thank you so much guys for listening to my podcast and not much of today that i'm gonna say about i hope you uh you know you learn something every day every now and then i gain every single uh you know 30 to 45 minutes of talk in my podcast i hope there is some knowledge that uh, you can absorb Thank you so much guys. I know it's a bit boring or here and there. You know, too many talks about this and that, you know, but I hope this uh message really sends will really make you up, make you wake up about your financial about your finance. I think that is the most important. You know, I I start at a young age. I know there's there's a 40 50 years uh old uncle out there or auntie out there are listen to the podcast are listening to the podcast I, and and they want to make a change they also too late but i think it's good that you they can change now they change, change now lah if it's too late then too bad for me i think it's still a long way to go i'm 26 this year so I, there is more years to come i can i can still compound the money in in many years Uh, I got show, I got discuss, and I also got release a podcast about my 100k portfolio in 10 years time. So go and check out my other episodes. You know, there are so many uh, knowledge that I already spread, that I already share with you in, within this podcast. Today is the 19 podcast, if not wrong. So the 19 episode. So all the po- all the episodes all is saying all the back saying again and again the same thing so thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast and do give a like or maybe you know visit my online store or my i i already give a link in this description uh please go and click it up and then after that give a follow or dm me in instagram at the casual investor thank you so much guys and that's it and bye bye